Moment in the Valley brought to you by High Spots and Cheap Pops. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Silicon One, Silicon Steve Valley, and I am representing High Spots and Cheap Pops. Please check out our Spotify if you're listening. That's awesome. And if you're watching here on YouTube, that is amazing as well. So I want to thank all of you for checking this video out. And we're talking the world of professional wrestling. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I got a couple of things I want to talk about today. We're going to talk about the WWE. We're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about Randy Orton, seemingly the most over face in the company. Possibly the most over he's ever been in his entire career. And we're going to talk about if AEW is in some serious trouble, even though we don't know it yet. We're going to get into those two things right now. And of course, we're getting ready for AEW Dynamite tonight. A couple matches that I know of. We have Jeff Hardy, Darby Allin. And we're going to also have a match I'm even more so interested in, which is going to be Dax Harwood and Adam Cole. I am Team Dax Harwood. I have been Monster, Revival, and FTR fans for many, many, many years. I think they're the best tag team in the world. And I, well, they're my favorite tag team. I think you can put them, the Bucks, and maybe a couple other honorable mentions in there. But uh, it depends on what kind of style you like, right? You know, you know, you can be a Shawn Michaels guy or a Bret Hart guy. It's very similar to if you like FTR or the Young Bucks or the even the Usos. It's, it's a completely different style on both of them. I don't think the Usos are even in their category, to be honest with you. And I know WWE is going to, cats are going to get some heat for that. I just don't think the Usos are, ah, they're really good. It'd be interesting to see if they were, were in consistently tagged divisions that were any good. That's been their biggest downfall. They haven't had any real rivals other than the New Day. But even when they were when the New Day were having their run, the Usos weren't really rivals. The New Day was running game. It was the New Day and everybody else. And I think there was some injury there. I don't think the Usos were as active. I think one of them I'm assuming Jimmy might have had one of his issues or whatever the case may have been. But the Usos, and if you don't believe me, folks, here's a statistics. Here's one. Here's a little statistic for you. They've had two matches on the main show at WrestleMania. They've been there forever, and they've had collectively, I believe, two matches on the main card. That's all you need to know about how impactful the Usos have been. And they're having a very good run now, having the best run of their career right now. But even still, are you really that impressed with what they've done as tag team champions over there? They're just the side piece to Roman. And again, I don't know if it's their fault because they are in they have never been in a tag division where they have equals or rivals or where it's been hotly contested. There's one other tag team typically, if anybody. And now you look over at Raw, there's about three or four tag teams that are really interesting right now. Alpha Academy, RK Bro, Street Profits. So you it's a really good basis for that. And over on SmackDown, you got the midday, and I call them the midday now because they're mid-carters who are jobbing. You got Los Lotharios. I mean, you have potential, but it's nothing going on there, and it's just the Usos. If it's not the New Day, particularly without Biggie. Or with Biggie, I should say. Is it really? Eh? So, didn't mean to go on that tangent about tag team wrestling, but that's exactly, that's that's why I don't put the Usos in that category. It's not because I don't think they're good. I just, 
you know, as they always say in WWE, it's about moments. And again, I don't know how you can put them as a top, top tag team of all time when they don't even make the main WrestleMania show every year until recently. And that is a baffling statistic. Baffling. Arguably the most dominant and longest tag team in the history of WWE. And they've been on the main show twice at WrestleMania over the last 10 years. That's baffling. So that's why I don't put them in that category. Because if they were that good, they would have changed the game. They did less for tag team wrestling than FTR the Young Bucks did on a much, much larger platform that they were on. So that's where my argument comes from. And right now, I mean, it could be anybody that was the tag team of Roman. It works for them because they're the bloodline. They can go with that gimmick. So that's all I wanted to say about that. I didn't even want to say that, but we got into it, so there it is. But let's go to AEW. So before everyone puts on there, he's just a. AEW mark. Well, no, I'm not. And here's the reason why you're going to realize that. It's time for Tony Khan to start utilizing his talent. Last week, ladies and gentlemen, we had Jay Lethal battling a New Japan mid-current in Togoshi. I think that's his name. I even and I watch New Japan, folks. I, he must have been from DDT or something because I don't know this cat that well. Call me ignorant. If he's in New Japan consistently, I don't. He's not a top star. So you have Jay Lethal and him headline Rampage, and you have Diana Peraza and Mercedes Martinez main event Dynamite. This is a roster who has John Moxley, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, MJF, Wardlow. The list goes on and on. And you main evented your premier show with a woman. God bless Deanna Peraza. She's a beautiful, awesome wrestler and a really beautiful person inside. I actually, uh, she probably won't remember me, but we worked briefly in WXWC4 in Allentown together. And... The fact remains is I have nothing against Deanna Peraza or Mercedes Martinez, but they should not be main eventing at Dynamite. And they draw under under 900,000 viewers. And then on a kick to that, Rampage only drew drew under 300,000. I think it was like 250,000. That's... Now, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances with Rampage before anyone goes nuts there. They were on at 5.30 Eastern time, 2.30 East West Coast time. So there's that. But Dynamite drew under 900,000. And I know they're the NBA playoffs and I get all that. But their fans are supposed to be the diehards. Their fans are supposed to be the ones that tune in every single week. And if the diehards are only 850,000, this show is not going to make it. If they're going to just cater to that 850000 and book it like that, it's not going to make it. You also have Hangman Adam Page cut a great promo. Why couldn't you have him do a segment at the end? 
I know, I get it. You want to put Ring of Honor's Women's Championship with some prestige. That's part of it. I get it. You want to probably shut up some people who say you're not booking the women's division right. But the reality is you didn't do the women's division any favor. You're just saying, hey, look, you shouldn't put women in the main event. You put a mid-carder in Mercedes Martinez and a woman who, unless you are a prof- independent, independent professional wrestling fan or a TNA fan, and they draw about 250,000 people a week, who are probably already watching Dynamite, who really don't know who Deanna Perrazzo is, Maybe some people at NXT, which that's only drawn 500,000. So who's your audience that you're going after here for that main event? Please tell me who. Tony Khan is blowing it right now. A year ago, I was blaming Cody for a lot of the problems because he was involved with some just really horrific storylines and horrific execution of said storylines. And I'm sorry, folks. Tony, look at your roster. What the fuck? Why are you bringing mid-carters from Japan over to to main event with a mid-carter on a rampage? Did you not give a fuck about last week? I'm I'm seriously asking, Tony. And here's the deal. I'm doing it as a concerned fan, and I know you're saying, oh, who cares about ratings, man? This is why I care about ratings. I don't care. They're not going to draw WWE numbers anytime soon. The only chance they had is if Raw continued to be the worst show ever, which it completely turned around, and I believe it's been the best wrestling show the last month. Six weeks, really. And AE Dynamite continued to get better and better and better. Well, those two things went in the opposite direction. The women's division has been booked to disaster. And last week did not help. Hangman's championship run has been meh at best. Despite the matches, every single match being killer and banger, it has not appealed to the emotional part of what makes Hangman's character so successful. We know that. We've seen it. We feel it. More importantly is we feel it. Adam Cole has been a little bit of a letdown. And that was part and parcel to the Hangman Adam Page storyline, which was meh. Eh, okay, maybe. Let's be honest. And you have Danielson and Moxley, your two biggest names outside of maybe CM Punk. Your two biggest names, they haven't closed a show in weeks, months maybe. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Combat, that Blackpool Combat Club needs to start being a major player. Right now, they're just beating up mid-carters and they're super over. Tony, you need to start making some moves, buddy. And I want it, and the reason that the ratings matter, I'm going to say, quite simple as this. The reason that these ratings matter, folks, is that TNT and AEW their relationship is not the same as it was a year ago because of the changes that are going with Discovery. Discovery is putting a man in place who wants to cut corners and he doesn't want to spend a lot of money if he can get a hundred if he can get one million people drawing some stupid reality, low budget reality show or reruns of Big Bang Theory, they're gonna do it. And they're gonna cut Tony out. 
and Tony's going to have to get a lower price from another company. If he doesn't get these ratings, his bargaining chip and AEW's ability to make money to be a sustainable company goes out the fucking window. That's why Tony needs to step this shit up. And whoever he needs to start listening to, he needs to start listening to her. And whoever he's been listening to the last couple months, stop it. That's just the end of the... That is the point positive of this. That's why I'm concerned. Put your major stars, Malachi Black even, who has been a fart in the wind for the last almost eight months. Malachi Black, put him in a position where he's making a contribution contribution every single week. He has the most talented roster we've been talking about and glowing about this roster since for the last almost year. And what the fuck have we seen the last three since the last pay-per-view? It's been a disaster, Tony. It really has. And your AEW Dynamite ratings, they're coming. Now, maybe Tony isn't confident in his product because there was a lull in creativity last year as well. I thought they were doing it to wait for the live crowds. Maybe Tony doesn't want to put on his best foot forward during the NBA playoffs. I don't know. And Tony, I love you, man. You've changed the game. You've made professional wrestling 10 times better than it has been in 20 years. So this is said with great respect. I'm saying this. I love you, brother. You're awesome. But you're fucking up. This has been Silicon Steve Valley moment in the Valley. I want to thank you guys for listening. Please like us here on Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube. We love you. Silicon Steve Valley out.